0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights. You've got the Belvista Studios team here. We've got Victoria, myself, Hannah, and we've got Kim. So we're super excited to get into another episode where we learn from each other, get value from what, what each other is doing, and learn to be better practitioners. Before we get into the episode, if you are an instructional designer or e-learning developer, please check out our Creator Hub. There are so many amazing resources on there that will help you improve what you do and just make your life a lot easier. So check it out in the link below. But let's get into the episode. Victoria, would you like to ask the first
1: question? Yes. Uh, my question is for Kim. Um, so a little while ago, we all got together as a team and had a bit of a meeting slash chat type of thing. Um, and we just kind of reflected on like a few things that have happened recently individually and to like to ask as a team. Um, and talked about like different expectations that we wanted to step moving forward that might improve like how we all work together mm-hmm. and how things run and all of that. Um, I just wanted to ask you like as the leader who brought us all together to like have that conversation, and then since then, um, like how do you, do you, like have you seen improvement? And like, what are the benefits? Do you think of doing something like that? Or um. <laughs>
2: it It is very important to do it as a leader um I think people don't prioritize the time enough so I guess there's a couple of triggers that allow me to go it's time to prioritize that for example talking about the same thing over and over whether it's a pain point or (laughs) the lesson not getting through, the message not getting through, like repeated consistent questions of the same thing coming up, um, pain points, <laughs> things not feeling right, and also observing um, things in you guys, like maybe body language, or um, I, I want to say where you're at as a person, but I don't know how to like figure that out. I think a bit of it is body language might be comments that you bring up um, might be conversations that we have. They're kind of like red flags to me that we need to like prioritize the time to check in as a team. And sometimes we have done things like that in the past where I'll say like prep in advance, like let me know things that are coming up for you guys along those lines and I'll do the same. And then we just create the space as a team to have that conversation. Um, And we do dedicate team priority time every Wednesday, which is about three hours to either have conversations like this or to um, work on things for us as a team, whatever that might be. So sometimes it is how can we improve as a team? We we spend the time having a conversation, discussion, or we build processes and improvements into things. Um, so that's where it comes from and I think we have to do that regularly as a team like just with people you need to prioritize to check in and see where they're at Um, and then since that conversation so it's probably been in place now three months so I think that's enough time for um, that to be communicated because we all had things to communicate and expectations of things that we needed to take action on to make the lives of each of us easier so we've had the time to kind of experiment get it wrong not quite get it right um forget to do it because it's new to us then build the habit over time and recalibrating so reminding each other like we spoke about this like it's here whatever it is until that habit's built and then now it's in a time where it should be habitual i'd say (laughs) We're probably there's definitely a lot of improvements from the things that I, made me want to bring that up in the first place um, and hold the space for that conversation from my personal employee experience. Um, I feel the benefits of it so number one was like there was collective things there was things I needed to do and change and then there was things that I needed help from you guys as well, just from my own personal experience Um, and the team as well, like helping us as a team. I can't talk for your own experiences, but I think what I'm very grateful for and what we're really lucky is that when we bring things up, we are open um, to hearing that and just the work ethic and the types of people that we are, we really embrace it and we take action on it. Like the respect and trust is there. So it just needs to be floated because we don't know what we don't know. And then you guys go and try your best. I try my best and we do that, which is amazing. It's fucking half the battle probably for most people. Um, so the results of that is like, for me, things are my personal experience that I was, that stemmed it in the first place is I was feeling stressed I felt like I didn't have the capacity to be available to give you guys the support that you needed. I was very like task orientated, starting to sway a lot into reactiveness, not being able to coach as much or give you as much development time or share the why. I felt like I was being very directive um, and just like here's the answer or you need this or just do it this way and I wasn't able to be in that coaching space to help you understand so that you could then take that decision making for future things um I feel like we're making less mistakes we don't make a lot of mistakes but like any kind of tiny little bit of friction for me is like needs to be rectified but that's a personal values thing so um I'd say less mistakes I feel like I've noticed you guys probably are having a better experience. Things have become easier for you. Um, You probably feel a bit more confident in what you're doing. Not that you didn't have confidence before, but I think it's probably gone to the next level. You're trusting yourselves a lot more, Um, seeing efficiencies, seeing better work, I think, as well. Um, I already... Obviously, think you're great, and I'm I'm great as well. That's where I was gonna go. Sorry, I was gonna say we're like I was already really proud of what we were producing, and think that we are a great team, amazing, incredible team, and the work that we do is amazing and incredible as well. But I feel like whatever triggered that conversation created more space for creativity, um, and the and to execute on lots of the discussions that we've had over like six months or even a year, where it created the opportunity for you guys to not be reactive in yourselves. And that space has allowed us to go next level in the solutions that we're creating. And I know like we are particularly proud of three projects that we're kind of just at the end of delivering at the moment. And the client feedback for them has been phenomenal Um, with them writing like capital letters, like love and I'm going into a lot of detail because for listeners, I know we've had these team conversations as well. But um, I think that that is a direct for me link to creating the space to have that conversation, reestablishing some boundaries um, and expectations, allowing you guys to know what those boundaries and expectations and to set them for yourselves as well with the rest of the team and the way that you work personally for your own selves that space has then directly resulted in us being better versions of ourselves producing better results and we're seeing the feedback from that as well so that's the benefits absolutely to do it yeah I definitely agree with all of
1: that as well like Mm -hmm. everything you set up just like yeah and it's just it's like a lot easier things that seem to be going like a lot smoother now not that there was any like massive friction or like massive yeah. issues before but it's just like tiny little changes yeah have made a difference with like our communication mm. like it all looks nice
2: yeah everything. definitely Agreed. any specifics use would share on that to oh. probably reinforce me to keep doing that when it's needed um and also to help other people prioritize it because the benefits are fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was just like having, by uh, having that conversation, like we gave ourselves permission to do certain things. Like, whether it's, if someone messages you and you're not like available right then, like letting them know when you can, that like, you're busy, that you can do it instead of like taking on the stress and trying to get, mm. trying to help them and get other stuff done. Just like little, yeah things like that that you might have thought were not that big of a deal, like you might just be mm. a bit, but like if you don't have to be, then yeah, why would you, if you can yeah. just like respond and everyone's on the same page, that that's okay to do. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. I think it can make a difference because you don't get, and you don't get that like overwhelming stressed feeling. Mm. getting mm. yeah, someone needs help because you've I already all those mm. expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Um,
0: uh, um, I think it is just like how we work as a team. Like we set boundaries and expectations that helped us work better together. And I've definitely noticed a difference in that. Like it feels like a lot more calm and I definitely feel a lot more confident. Like I'm more proud of what work we're producing. And I think it's because we're all working sort of cohesively. And yeah. so it's just like, like you said, if there are little like barriers or like you're feeling stressed about something to like talk about it, bring it up and come up with a solution because it can impact your overall experience so much. Yeah. So even though it's like a small thing, it can build up and lead to you to like not enjoying what you do anymore or not delivering to the standard that you would expect of yourself. So I think mm-hmm. it is really,
2: really important to address mm-hmm.
0: it. Just let it go. Yeah.
2: I think that was that's probably one of the big things actually yeah that now that you paint you shared that it's brought it up for me is that there were many little tiny things that were time consuming mm. um such as typing in Skype or whatever it was to each other about certain things so we've just got a bit more concise about how we communicate in those messages so you're not having to type for ages because the typing is like so much thinking, does the other person gonna interpret this in the way that I need it, that I get the thing that I need for my project. All of that I felt was unnecessary stress and time, probably not stress so much, but just time consuming, that those little messages and then conversations back and forth like that meant that it was eating into potentially a full day client task. Yeah, And that's where it became a bit more stressful. Whereas now what we're tending to do is saying, um, instead of writing back and forth in message, we're saying, I'm not available right now. However, I've got time at this time. Let's jump on a quick 10 minute call. We're getting the answers to our questions that way. And it's compartmentalized time. We're able to go back off and do things. And I think that change is creating space for us so that it feels more peaceful. Mm. Even yeah. that's been a huge thing personally for me. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Love that.
0: I think like the way we communicate with each other, like we understand, it's like we don't, well, for me personally, I feel like I don't take things personally and the person I'm communicating to don't take it personally. If you say like I have a client task that I can't yeah. do mm. now. yeah, And I feel like more comfortable to like say, like, that's what's with me right now. or And I know it's not me being rude. It's just, like, because we all know, like, what's going on for each other. Like, we're yeah. aware of what's happening in each other's calendars and that. Yeah. yeah. We're not lazy people. Like, we are always working as hard as we can. Yeah. So it's personal Definitely. thing. Because, like, an example was I think I was doing a handover for you for one of your projects and I only had a certain amount of time left. And then you're like, can you jump on this meeting and help me with something? Yeah. And in the past, I probably would have said yes and then been like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get this handover done yeah. and i stressed. But mm-hmm. I was like, "Me to do the handover or the meeting. Like, what what would you rather out of the two? Because, like, mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. and then Victoria was able to say, like, do that one first and only if we have time. Like, just that sort of communication, which can, like, just stop, like, missing deadlines, unnecessary stress. Because yeah. Victoria wouldn't have known that I only had that certain amount of time left
2: and I was still going. Yeah. So it's just, like, communication, yeah. important definitely yeah one other thing that's coming to mind actually that is really helping which I haven't shared with you guys is one I have like I'm really rigid with my calendar and I have specific time of like working on the business or certain things that I'm doing that I've prioritized that time to make sure that I'm not on client tasks because the minute I go into client tasks I get too into it and it consumes me and then i'm like what next so what i what i communicated at that point was i knew from a business perspective i wasn't getting the time i kept getting either interrupted or client tasks were getting booked over that time that was important for us as a business to prioritize Mm -hmm. and that meant i needed to specifically do certain tasks that have to be done as a business owner or as a leader Um, and I asked you guys not to contact me during that time because my automatic thing is then I want to make sure you're okay. I want to make sure the project's okay. I get caught up in it. Then when even when I've handed it over, my brain is kind of ticking going, did, did I give them that context? Or oh, here's something else they might want to consider. So that was impacting my ability to deliver on what we needed to, what I needed to do Um, And since being able to have that time where client tasks aren't being booked over that time or you guys are respecting and only messaging at 1pm when I'm back in available, that's been really, really helpful for me. I feel like that allows me to be more peaceful because I know that's the number one priority task for us to exist as a business and to keep existing. Um, And I do get stressed if I'm not getting that time to do that
1: yeah.
2: so I know that's helped me because that stress it's the first thing on a Monday can carry on through the rest of the week because then I know I don't have time in the rest of the week to make up for it it's another week that I will have like that it plays out I'm like well, I can only do this next Monday um, yeah. as per my schedule because we're like I'm pretty booked um, and then that just means like, I'm stressed. I'm like, fuck, I didn't do that. And that's, I know that's the key thing that's essential for us surviving and thriving as a business. Yeah. Um, and I know it plays out in how I show up, how I communicate um, how I deliver on my tasks, all that sort of stuff. So I know I personally feel more peaceful and available and giving better Outputs to what I'm responsible for as a result of you guys respecting that boundary. So yeah, I really appreciate that. That's been really helpful.
1: Cool. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Oh, good. Anyone would like to add, or is that closed off? That one.
2: Keep doing it. Keep. Yeah. Definitely. And I think- also, it shouldn't just be driven by me. It should, if you guys are feeling that as well, which I feel like we are good at anyway. Mm. Like if something's, you guys will bring it up, seek help or s- say we need, this needs to change. But yeah. I definitely encourage you guys to don't just wait for me because all of us don't see all of the things that are going on for each other. So just flag it and create the space. And we do have that team priority time specifically for, making sure that there's space in our yeah project so. schedule time. Cool. All
0: right. Well, I might ask the next question because it is a little bit similar. It's like mm. a, another question that would be useful for leaders, I think. Um, I just wanted to know, so I was reflecting before about, so Victoria and I are quite different in personality. <laughs> like I'm quite extroverted. What's your Um. <laughs> And I'm just wondering, like, as a leader, how do you, like, figure out what's... Like, do you adjust your style for your team members to get the best out of them? And just, like, what's your strategy for that and how has it helped you?
2: I think, (laughs) because we're in the industry, if anyone is curious about this, it's about applying instructional design. So what is the most effective and efficient way to solve the problem is the Mm -hmm. way I think about it I definitely do adjust for both of you you have different needs um different (laughs) (laughs) annoying though so they make (laughs) up all the and also my understanding of myself helps that I think that's been that awareness of myself has helped me empathize better with what your needs are because for example, if I ever am triggered or there's friction for something that comes from you guys to me, mm. I am then like like this isn't working or do it my way or something like that. That's not exactly what goes through my mind. I'm trying to think of an I can't think of an example. But if I feel discomfort or if something's not working for me, because of whatever, my first step is, why do I feel that way? And I'm like, is it the way it was communicated? Is it that they haven't given me what I need? Did I communicate what I needed from them in the first place? How were they meant to know? I feel like that piece there has been really key for Hmm. me to go, well, if this is happening for me in response to you guys, it's very highly likely happening for you as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I'd say it's probably even more heightened for you guys because I am so aware of my needs and my way of working and also it's my business so a lot of things have been set up to first of all prioritize me
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then you guys. So and also like that's it's it has to be that way because otherwise like it's my responsibility as a business owner as a leader to have that awareness and those structures in place because I've got the experience longer than you and wider than you and only because of like me being the business owner and choosing this right so it's not in a corporate it might be different um, or in different situations but I'm just saying that's are kind of I have to have it that way as the owner and the experience that I have um so if if I'm if that's happening for me then it has to be happening for other people and that would be you guys so then that awareness in myself of why is it happening what might I need to do differently next time again prioritizing the time to minimize that friction or discomfort or thing that's not working. So then I'm thinking, okay, well do it for the girls as well. Cause it's important, make sure that you're, if you have a funky, uh, like funny expression on your face, read into that and know what is that. And if I don't know, sometimes I do know because there's been patterns over time and we've had conversations. So I know that's that face and that's what that means. Um, but sometimes I don't know. So then I seek to understand and I say, what's going on for you there? Or it seems like you've got something still unsaid. What is it? You know, so I allow the space for that. I don't just brush on. Um, And I think it's very important to know, I guess the motivation is key like if i think about the motivation it stems from i'm in a job that i personally love and i don't want it to be anything else secondly i'm in a job doing and that includes the work that we do um and the lifestyle and all that that we've set up for ourselves second of all i'm in a job with people that i really like and i respect and i don't want to have to replace right from their choice which is okay but also, like, I would never want the replacement of you guys to be a result of inaction of something was with, that was within my control. Um, so knowing that that's so high a priority makes me be very conscious of what's important to you guys personally and professionally. And you know that I do these things and probably expose a lot of them now. And I'll be like, oh, my little magic secret missions are exposed. But I ask you guys, number one, like we have catch ups every week. And sometimes you guys are like, I don't have anything this week. And I'm like, doesn't fucking matter. We have to have the conversation because we need to have the sense check." I need to know where you're going and sometimes you guys are you're like I don't have anything and then we end up going over the catch-up time because there was something you just didn't know to express it or whatever it was or it was harder than you were probably thinking in your head and it needed the time um so hold on I'm trying to link back to the conversation that I've been having and specific to the question that you're asking um yeah so motivation so therefore i need to know your motivations but that's personally and professionally i need to know what's happening in your life if you're moving house and things like that you have different priorities flexibility and time is important to you because maybe you can only get the removalists on a weekday and you want to be able to schedule i've got to schedule projects or you guys are scheduling projects but this is a high priority in your life moving house is a big deal you know something might be going on in your personal lives that means that you don't have um, emotional, mental, physical capacity to show up 100% in work, not Mm. for your own fault, creating the space and being okay with the space to reward you in that way. Because first of all, you deserve it. And work's not the only thing that our lives exist around. So being able to I don't want them to ever go, I don't have flexibility in my job for something that's way more important than a job. But if, if your job accommodates things that are more important to you, then that's a win from my perspective and totally within our control. Um, and then what's important to you as um, employees as well. So it goes through ebbs and flows of like, I'm learning right now um, now I'm executing on what I'm learning. Now I'm, a, I'm a great at what I was learning and you oh. go through that all the time. And so sometimes you need more nurturing than other times. And you're not always on the same level of that. Sometimes one's in the expert position of the thing that they're learning. So you can step back and give them more space and not have to check in as much, but mm. then sometimes something's really new to another person or one of you guys. And there is lots of phone calls, lots of conversations, lots of development coaching all of that um, so i think it's not necessarily personality even there it's just where is the human at and what do they need right now so that they're okay because when they're okay as a human they thrive they thrive in their work they thrive in the work that they're producing they're thriving as a colleague as a friend um, there's many benefits yeah. to the world you know as well like when you show up and pick up your coffee you might smile at that person that makes their day because you're happy in your job so i think all that's important and then if you go down to personality wise it's if you take that link all the way down as a waterfall to specific to personality um yeah 100 percent because it goes back to i have a personality and i'm aware of when our personalities both of you might Cause friction not in a negative way because we wouldn't work together if it was like highly negative you know or even bad but like my communication style is very to the point specific I need little information but on the other scale of it is like needing a lot of context and a lot of why which I'm like I don't care about the why if I need the why I'll get there through my communication style so if I have that awareness around me And when it causes me pain or pleasure, I'm aware that that exists for you guys as well. And I hate pain. So I don't want to put you guys through pain either. So then I go, when I'm communicating to you guys, or when I'm giving you time, more or less, or I'm giving you tasks, specific tasks over another, I'm very aware of How might this cause pain to either Hannah or Victoria? How can I minimise that pain within my control Mm. for you? That's how it all plays out. Mm. Wow. Fucking complex, but it is worth it, I believe. Yeah. Well, actually, you guys would have to, from my perspective as a leader, as a teammate, as a friend, as a business owner, it is very important. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of, I reap the benefits of spending that much time investing on doing that for you guys. Yeah. You could share your experience and reflections on that.
0: Um, Yeah, I do feel like if, like, I am considered as a human, and what is important to me, and if I'm feeling happy, I definitely produce much better work. Like, I know if I've got something personal going on and I'm like really busy with work at the same time and I can't like manage it all. My the results of my work are like like it's definitely a pattern. Like it won't be as good and I'll get back feedback, even if I'm not like aware of it. It definitely has happened in the past. So I think like being happy, comfortable, um, or not necessarily comfortable, but like being healthy, happy, having enough energy is like so important to doing a good job. And I think all the things that you said does definitely contribute to those
1: things. Hmm. What do you think? Well the only thing I'm stuck on is <laughs> so I'm just thinking like because I've just started project managing. Mm. Do like my calendar invites and or send any information to you guys. I always think like what do I need? I'm not thinking like <laughs> selfish. <laughs> past, well me I too I, I do that too. I don't think to go like oh well Hannah would want more. <laughs> Tell we more information. <laughs> like I do just think what well, would I need to do this task where it's like you're saying, you think about like, you know that we might want more or less information and you kind of like
2: adapt. Yeah, I would say in that instance, it doesn't really play out though Vic now because it's something that's been in place for a while through many iterations and lessons learned to get it to that point. So the brief that you do, has been through me doing the task yeah. over multiple years, Hannah doing the task over multiple years, and also the fact that we know we can reach out to each other if we have further questions. Yeah. So for that one, you like, yeah, it's probably not the you don't need to consider it um, yeah. because the process is in place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it was good. Like I always get what
1: I need, I feel. Yeah. Well, yeah, that doesn't make sense, but it's, it's already at that
2: stage. Yeah. Mm. Because we have considered it. Like, the, the way they're done at the moment has been conversations over time saying, I need this. Like, for example, like, put everything into the Google Drive. Everyone has access to all the information because in the past, I'd just hold on to everything on my personal drive, give you what I think you need, and maybe forget to give you something. Or mm. maybe you wanted... Um, Or I go on holidays and you don't have access to a file or vice versa there. So when everything is in the shared folder, you know. so we do lessons learned that make sure that we don't have to think because that's one of the things that we shouldn't have to think about when we don't have to think about those things. We can be, we have more space, it's more peaceful. We can um, be more creative. Yeah, all that. Cool. Nice, all right, well Kim. There's a definite like, theme playing out because the question I had... Same theme. <laughs> my question is, um, what do you think are the specific things that people should do to have effective verbal communication? I might just give some stimulus just to help with things. So... Maybe you're um, getting feedback on a task. Maybe it's a a handover for a project. Maybe it's we're discussing improvement ideas as a team. Maybe we're just having random chats, catch-ups. When we have those quick phone calls where it is like, can I just borrow you for 15 minutes to check in on that? So if you think about those, when, what are the things that make it effective communication when it's variable?
1: I think like making the time and space to actually have whatever conversation it is, like and thinking about when you're doing it too. Mm. Like the time of day, if they're gonna have other stuff on, is it gonna be rushed? Like all that kind of thing first of all, yeah. like making the space for it. Yeah. And then I think depending on what it is, like giving people time to prepare for the verbal communication, like are they getting bad feedback, are they getting good feedback? Is it, yeah. are they going to have, do they need to research and have like questions prepared beforehand? Like yeah. yeah. Making sure they're prepared for what kind of communication there's going to be because otherwise you'll probably get in there and like babble if you're. You
2: don't know what's unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, planning the time, planning yeah. and allowing the right amount of time. Um,
0: I think also, like, if there's lots of points to communicate, just, like, pausing after each point and letting the person, like, take it in and let you know if they have any questions. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> lots of information is communicated, I'm like oh what like going back <laughs> to the first thing that you said
2: I'm just thinking about this video now I'm like oh god <laughs> like <"Bleh." laughs> everyone watching has the responsibility to pause after <laughs> each sentence
0: um I think as well like you can tell when someone's like figured out what questions they're going to ask and they've done the work to get to that point mm. what do you mean
1: um like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of affective <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. How do I explain this?
0: <laughs> Rather than, like, going into a conversation, because I know I've done it. If I've been, like, busy or stressed, I'm, like, big jump on a call.
1: Mm.
0: And I'm still thinking things through in my head. So I'm, like, wait, just, like, ignore what I just said. I'll, like, and I'm still figuring it out. But I think it's important to, like, know exactly where you're at and have figured out problems outside of yeah. them before you get onto the mm. I'm guilty I'm of that. like, do I need to be here slash, mm. like, like, I don't know what you're talking
2: about and you're overwhelming me. Yeah. <laughs> are I'm you like, na- are naming, <laughs> naming anyone specifically? <laughs> I'm not. one who does it. I do it as well. I want to make sure
0: I've thought everything through before I talk to someone about mm. something.
2: Yeah, it, it's making, it's an intentional conversation. Yeah.
1: Like, what do you want to get
2: from it, and what questions you need the person to get there? What if it's like in the moment reactions, where you don't have? Because I can definitely, I can definitely think that the planning and the creating the space is really important for, and then being intentional. What if it's like in the moment, where you don't have time to do that?
0: Um, I think it's, like, similar to workshops, like not feeling pressured to, like, if there's, like, silence. Like, just say, just give me a second. I need to process something and I'll ask you. And just in your head being, like, what am I actually trying to figure out? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How could they help me solve that? What do I need to ask them to get there? And figuring that out
1: before talking, (laughs) which is very hard for me. (laughs) Just communicate that you don't know, like, if it is like a spare moment thing and you don't yeah. have to know what you need yet. Like say, I don't know what I need yet. Like we're going to be looking at it together and yeah. Yeah. Like figuring That's it out good at the same time. Yeah. I mm. you know that they're not, ex- like the person you're trying to explain it to or figure it out, with knows they're not expected to like have these answers to something yeah. that they know nothing about yet. because like you don't know it either. Yeah. Like being open about what kind of conversation it is. Because I know like you have done it on calls and I've, you've said similar things like I haven't looked at this yet or like that like, kind of that kind of like sets the expectation for me that like oh she's not coming to you to be like what is so like yeah what, this mean? what are you gonna do with this it's like we both are figuring it out. Yeah and it kind of like sets a different tone I think to the
0: mm. yeah rather than your expectation
1: expected to yeah and you might mm. feel better about like asking questions as well because mm. it is all mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think maybe like reading body language too, like you said earlier, like if someone's looking confused or like not concentrating, just check in and ask whether they're understanding what you're saying or if something's... Mm.
1: (laughs) Because I did it today. You started telling me.
0: No. <laughs> Vic was telling me something, but I was thinking about like another project. And she,
2: like,
1: that's, oh, have-
2: what you're doing right now is your thing. That's when you're like, she can't <laughs> hold the information in her head. There's too many things. That's what Hannah does. Then you know. It is. <laughs> like, that's like, I cannot, like, I need a moment. I can't cope with what you're
0: saying. <laughs> I think I did, I did that too today. Yeah. I was like, you need to
1: like start that whole paragraph again. <laughs> I think I said one sentence and she's like, can you repeat that? I I said it. She's like, no, i got that. I was like, that's all I've said. No, you said a second sentence. Oh, I didn't get the second sentence. (laughs) But I
0: like that our team can be honest. Like, I feel like if I didn't feel comfortable in the team, I'd just, like, pretend I'd heard it. And then sit there, like, panicking, being like, what did they ask you to do? But I was like, no, I have no idea what you just said. That's we're also
2: very aware of your panic face, <laughs> so we don't let that happen because that was, was very painful for us <laughs> afterwards okay so is a different to this you dig <laughs> your leg and you like you kind of go to like a bit stiff and it's like um hold on I'm trying to picture it <laughs> Don't change it though, because it helps me to help you. Um, <laughs> you're kind of like a. Oh, do you know what you're like? <laughs> a balloon, <laughs> where you're holding like the, the the bottom of it, so it doesn't go. Brrr. You're like on the verge of being released as the balloon.
1: <laughs>
2: Ever been released? <laughs> um only when you get to the point of yourself being like nah i need i need to express this then you are the balloon released <laughs> and you're like blah, blah, blah. and that's normally when i'm like i don't need that context but you needed to express that <laughs> so that's all your selfish stuff perspective <laughs> hasn't been confirmed doesn't <laughs> <been, laughs> not you <been involved.
1: laughs> I don't know what else there is. Um, I can't think of anything else, do you have anything, Kim?
2: No, they're helpful for me, they're good reminders. I know that my communication is way more effective with you guys if I plan in advance. and create the space for conversations. Like yesterday when I was like, give me the number, Hannah, tell me, tell me, tell me. It was like fucking. Vic's conversation was way more peaceful and enjoyable than me trying to, like, I really wanted to do it. That was the problem. I should have rearranged different time to hold that part of the conversation with you. Yeah, she was like, give me up. up." Because you were a released balloon for the rest of the conversation. You took up too much of my time. No, I'm only wrestling. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. what question was can you repeat? <laughs> and then she did this one and then nah, no, No, that it is it's prioritizing the time hundred percent I think I need double the amount of time than big my catch oh.
0: Just personality styles, you know. Slash <laughs> <laughs> <Such> needy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know if that would be a smart this is a business decision. I'm trying to weigh <laughs> up the cost of sitting in longer conversations with you versus. Output you could get from it
0: could be good. Could be worth it.
2: Okay, that ends another episode. Of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hannah's done. Question, <laughs> him. Yes, thank you. All right, great. Well, thank you, everyone,
1: for
0: tuning in. Don't forget to check out the Creator Hub. It's in the link below. It makes our life so much easier as instructional designers and e-learning developers, and we know it will for you as well. We've got like a free storyboard template, proposal template, graphic design tips. There's just,
2: everything is aligned to you as a instructional designer. Anything that's caused us pain in the past has been made into a resource that is now available on the Creator Hub, so you don't have to. Email templates are incredible too. But thanks for tuning in. We'll see you for the next episode. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz. Could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you'll want to solve. But in there as well, Aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude. And also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Belvista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff, and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff. Share it with other people, because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.